Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. Raymond's got it left sideline. Let the celebration begin with four titles in the last eight years. The run is not done. The Golden State Warriors once again are NBA champions in 2022. Let me just start by saying, thank God there's no Warriors game today. Yeah, that would have been... That would have been rough. The celebration began Thursday night. It's still going. I'm Kyle Madsen. He's Alan Styles. We're rocking with you until five o'clock. And we're still we're still buzzing from this Warriors title. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of good vibes today. I think you can you can hold the celebration through the parade. I was gonna say we're still in love fest mode. Yeah, big time. We'll look ahead to the future a little bit because I think it's something you kind of have to do with this Warriors team. Not not because it's like, okay, what happens now? It's like, how do they run it back? Yeah, that's really the question. My question to you is, there's no part of you that maybe kind of sort of wanted them to avenge the Father's Day of 2016? You didn't want to see that? No, I wanted to see them win the championship. Like, I didn't want I, yeah. I, it's not a it's not a not wanting game seven. It wasn't like, oh, I can't I can't stress out through a game seven. Like, no, I just wanted them to win it. Yes. And that's what they did. Whether that's in four or seven, I don't care. Just win. And and they did that. But I know how I am mm-hmm. and I can't just turn off like, OK, game's off. I'm not going to worry about it until the next game is on. I would have the second they lost game six, I would have just been a ball of stress. Yeah. Up two and through game seven. And I don't think you're alone. You're definitely not no, alone. No, I'm, I, you're I'm not alone. Absolutely not alone in that. So I just, as I was driving in today, I was like, man, if this was, if they had lost, I would be sitting there like just randomly doing tasks around my house yeah. to to just let off steam before before tip off. Well, even so, even when you're watching the game, right? When Steph does the point to his finger his oh. ring finger in the third quarter third and then quarter. Al Horford doesn't miss after that. And I, I don't know how did they, they got it to single digits. I think at one point quickly and then the Warriors took control again. I'm thinking Steph, did you go a little early there? What, uh. <laughs> so, so it was funny because Steven, I, I did the show with Steven after you and Charlie on Friday morning, you and Charlie did mm-hmm. a great job. Midnight to 3 AM. Steven and I then followed that three right. out 3 AM to 6 AM. And he texted me, when Steph did the ring on the finger right, move, right. he was like, see you at three o'clock. Because if they had over. lost, if they yeah. had lost, and I was like, eh, 
Like, let's just... It, they hadn't because they hadn't stretched it to like twenty five right. or thirty and just really put a stranglehold. Like Boston was kind of hanging around, and you're right, it got to nine. It never, it never reached a point like, oh my god, they're gonna lose. Right. But they got within. They got to the point where it's like, man, if Boston gets a stop and a three, now it's scary hours. It's interesting because as everybody has said, this is gonna be a legendary series after game one, and mm-hmm. it's it's funny how. Whenever the Warriors lose, everybody enjoys the series so much more. We stopped hearing about everything about how great this series was once the Warriors started to take control. Right. It's just weird how that happens. It's weird how that happens. And at the before the series happened, I said there could be it could be a very close series, but there might not be a close game in the series mm-hmm. because of how cold and hot both these teams get. Was there a close game? It felt like all the games were kind of close. Right. Right. At least they were. They were they all weren't blowouts. They, were all, they weren't close. It felt like they were all there, like hanging in the balance in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But in each game, a team kind of took control down the stretch and, and eventually pulled away. And every game, I believe, was decided by double digits. Yeah. But I'm, I, I don't, I don't know at what point I really felt like that game was like over. And it, there's a couple, as I look back on it, it's like, okay, well, when Steph pointed to the ring finger, that was an all-time great player saying, we're not losing tonight. Right. Well, even so, and I don't remember exactly when Ime Udoka pulled out the starters, I remember thinking, really? And I guess, hey, we, we, we can't catch up. I, I'm trying to remember how much the Warriors were up at that time, and obviously you can't. But is it weird at all because it's the last game? Just let your guys finish it on the court, right? No, I mean, no, because I if so maybe they can I get think, an ovation. Yeah, I think typically yes, but they were so done. <laughs> Marcus Smart was cooked. Yeah, J- Jason Tatum was cooked, mm-hmm. and I think Udoka just went, "Look, I'm not going to risk one of these guys, you know, blowing an ACL." In the final, I think it was like two minutes left, maybe a minute and a half. It, it did feel a smidge early to me. Yeah, it was. But it to was, your point, no, they probably weren't going to come back, and they get a little ovation. And and when you talk about those injuries, I mean, the way Marcus Smart flops, he's probably going to injure himself yeah. one of these days. You just got to get him out of there. Yeah, I, and I think I think that was probably the right move. And and the Warriors, shout out to Steve Kerr for putting Andre Iguodala on the floor mm-hmm. and letting Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Iguodala all be on the floor together. The four guys with four titles. Yeah, uh, I just thought that was a really cool moment, and it's it's something that I'd never thought. Because after 2015, they win the title in 2015. Um, my oddly enough, here talking on Father's Day, my dad was out of town for that one. Mm-hmm. We watched all the other ones together. Right, right. That right. was just that first one though. Um, he was out of town. Um, but that next day, I drove out to Tracy where I picked up the championship hat and mm-hmm. t-shirt and as i'm driving down the road i'm like man like this is cr- the warriors are nba champions right like n- and then 2016 happens we'll push that aside <laughs> but like in 17 and 18 it felt like an inevitability to to an extent yeah it was the expectation right yeah. it, it wasn't the excitement wasn't the same. Let's be honest. Now that the Warriors have won without say, Kevin Durant, all, we, right? We can all say it now. Now, now <laughs> that now that the Warriors have won, well, they had one before Kevin Durant, right? but the whole thing there was Kyrie, Kevin Love were injured. This is the first, this is the purest ring. This is the purest mm-hmm. ring that the Warriors have. So now that they have this pure ring, going back to the KD rings, can we just admit 
that those championships, and I'm sure you had a great time at the parade, or the parades as I did as well. Can we just admit that it didn't feel the same? I'm okay yeah. with. I, I'm I'm admitting that they didn't feel the same. It felt like it was it was a very well done business transaction. That's what that's what the Kate that's what the Kevin Durant experience was, a business transaction, a successful business transaction. Yeah, yeah, I think there was a little bit of that for sure, and there was definitely this like the Warriors are the might be the best team of all time. Yes. Like this group is up there in the conversation with the Jordan era Bulls with Bird Celtics with the Showtime Lakers like this team is in that pantheon of greatness. Mm-hmm. And that's how that was enjoyed. But that was just such a dominance that it was like relaxing on top of the mountain. You didn't experience the climb at all no. through those two years. No, I mean, the regular seasons were extremely boring. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the first two rounds of the play, it was all just inevitable. Mm-hmm. It was inevitable. And if any... and. Besides KD getting hurt, they would have they would have got the three peat. So uh, it, it's just different. And and Steph said it, and I think that Steph is very good at saying things without saying it. Right? I mean the 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 petty Steph. We love petty Steph, and the way he's, he's able to say things without saying it. When he just says this one hits different, he knows what he's saying. He knows what he means, and Dub Nation knows what he means because there's no more. Kevin Love and Kyrie got hurt. There's no more you needed Kevin Durant to save you. There's nothing else. And that's what Steph was saying when he was popping champagne. What they going to say now? There's There's nothing. nothing. There's nothing. And to that point, for for me as a fan, and I think for a lot of people, just just people I'm friends with on – I'm still on Facebook because I'm a weirdo. But people I'm friends with on we're, Facebook. We're friends on Facebook. Are we? All right. Shout out to us. you You do post more than probably most people. In your age that's range, that's probably not true. <laughs> There's no way that's true. I post my Instagram posts go directly to Facebook. Uh, sure. So there's that. And then like when the Warriors win a title, like yeah, I'm gonna say something. About it. All right. I'm not gonna not talk about it. Right. Um. No, it, it's just this. This title has felt like you saw the players. You saw the way Steph broke down crying on the mm-hmm. court, which is going to just be. I think that's going to be one of those NBA moments that's in every NBA montage ever. Right. Like, Steph belongs in the group that is in those, like, hey, here's 25 seconds that define NBA history. So, yeah, like, when they're doing the promo for the finals, and it's, you see mm-hmm. the you see Kobe on top of the media, yep. the media table, you see Jordan, right? You see all that Steph deserves, well, obviously. And it, I'm glad that you said that because I'm tired. We're still going to see it. But at least now Steph can have his because I'm tired of seeing LeBron, the LeBron in Cleveland one because that's in there. It's even, it's <laughs> in there. Well, that's that's and that that's okay. I'm glad you brought that up because I was debating on whether or not I wanted to bring this up, but I'm just gonna do it. Do it. This wipes out 2016 for me. 2016 no longer bothers me. All of every, it used no, to. It used yes. to, when I used to talk about it. There was this like 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 this. Feeling like just below my bottom left rib that yeah. was just kind of like, mm, like it hurt. Yeah. But it doesn't anymore. Like the LeBron, I don't care anymore. Yes. And I don't know what it is about this title that what, but I just don't. It's like, dude, there's nothing. This team is unassailable. 
And that was the big blemish on their record, right? The blown 3-1 lead. Right. Well, and it was, yes, it was the blown 3-1 lead. And the reason this one erases it for you is because in 2015, the Warriors won, but Kevin Love and Kyrie were hurt. So that was the knock. So then, and I see you on the text line, 925, this chip is better than the first. We got zero respect after the first one, which made the the Warriors mad and, and brought up that 73-win season, mm-hmm. That's that was the narrative the whole time. This was when the Warriors were supposed to beat the Cavs at full strength, and then they didn't. Mm-hmm. And then you go get Kevin Durant, and yes, to your point, arguably one of the best teams of all time, but then you're you're sitting there saying, well, Steph never did it as Batman. He was He's always been Robin. Mm-hmm. The one time he was Batman, he didn't even get finals MVP, and Kevin Love and Kyrie, who at the time, a lot of people thought Kyrie might even be better than Steph. People love the Kyries, the Westbrooks. Mm-hmm. It was around that time, too, even though Steph had the MVP. So getting this ring really just destroys all of that. And I know you love movies. I love movies, too. And to me, not to say it's over in any, any stretch of the imagination, it felt like Avengers Endgame, where... Everything came full circle. Mm. Everyone came back, right? And and you just move forward. And now we can focus on the new movies. We can focus on yeah. Doctor Strange, whatever right. that is. That's Jordan Poole. We can, for, we can focus on Black Panther 2, whoever that is. So now you can focus on these things because that it, it really just came full circle and they closed the loop, to use yeah. a, bi- a, a, a email business term on this Sunday. I know we got to go back to work on Monday. Maybe not. Work. Some of you might not have to go back to work tomorrow. I know I don't. Well, I do later to, later in the day, but the 9 to 5, I don't have to. I got Juneteenth off. So, nice. Yeah, oh, good yeah. for me. Shout out. So if you do got to work, you know, using a little business term here, closing the loop on all of the haters, all of the naysayers, they have nothing. Nick Wright has nothing. Skip Bayless mm-hmm. has nothing. They, they're all done. They're done. At this point, the stuff that they're tweeting, I'm double-checking to see if they got hacked. Yeah. Because it sounds ridiculous now. Yeah, it does. And I think that's why it feels... So great because I was, I'd reached a point where it's like, man, you just don't like teams don't come back from this. Mm -hmm. You lose Kevin Durant, you lose Clay Thompson to two brutal injuries. Uh, Steph's out the year, they win 15 games. Last year, you got MVP Steph, but they were the eight seed. Draymond, yeah, in that year with Steph with the hand, Draymond just said, "Ah, I think I'm good. Draymond (laughs) tapped out, which is fine. If if that's why he was fresh enough for game six of the 22 finals, good for you, Dre. Right. Um, that you know they they get MVP Steph last year, but they go they're the eight seed and they lose in the plan. It's like man, like they're just to Memphis, like who just, we will get into. Right, yeah, screw Memphis. Mm. Um, they like it. That that's just they followed the normal path, and then they just out of nowhere climb back up the mountain. In a year where I think because they struggled toward the end of the year, people just like, okay, like write them off. We're focused on Boston. We're focused on Milwaukee. The Nets with Kyrie back for the playoffs. Uh, The Grizzlies were the darlings this year. The Suns were supposed to be the best team in the league. Like these are all the 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 LeBron and AD. These were all the the teams that people were worried about and talking about. Meanwhile, the Warriors were just quietly ramping up Mm -hmm. to go be dominant again. Well, people just didn't realize that you know that core had only played eleven minutes, and and the whole team as a whole never really came together until the playoffs. So even Dub Nation didn't really know what we knew that the Warriors ceiling was extremely high. Mm-hmm. We just didn't know if they were going to be able to get there in time because we saw right. the ba- we saw the basement. We saw losing to the G League Pacers. We mm-hmm. saw losing to the Orlando Magic. The basement is deep. That's mm-hmm. a deep basement, but you also understood how high the ceiling was. The question was, could they get there in time? And they basically did 
throughout the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They were they were learning how to play together as a unit, essentially during the playoffs, which is nuts, especially considering how well they played in round one against Denver. Mm-hmm. So they dispatched Denver, and my thought was, okay, they're either getting they're they're going to get Memphis in 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 round two. Can they figure out enough against Denver? And when it only went five games, it's like I don't know if that's going to be enough games, right? And they go in and they beat Phoenix, and Jaw gets hurt. But I push back on. Like, Jaw getting hurt obviously matters. Jaw is great. I'm a big fan of his. But Memphis is undeniably tougher defensively when he's not on the court. Mm -hmm. There's not a player you can go hunt. And I think you saw that series get harder for Golden State when Jaw went out. They had to switch up what they were doing on offense, and they had to work harder for buckets. Right. And then, you know, I don't – you don't get to use them not playing the Suns because the Suns lost, dude. I – like I don't they, understand that. It's a silly. It's a silly argument. It's a. Si- you, you, you got lucky. You got lucky because the team that you, you thought was better than you lost to the team that you dispatched in five. They allowed a team to score seventy points in a quarter on their home court in an elimination and game. But the Warriors are lucky, huh? Yeah. Interesting. It just doesn't make any sense, and it just, it's so satisfying. It's so gratifying, and I grapple with this because we talked last week about I don't like the individual aspect of NBA discourse. Mm -hmm. It's all about individuals now, and it's not about teams. Your championship doesn't count if you're a star unless you do it by yourself. And Oh, this is this. The game four was impressive by Steph because he doesn't have an equally elite wing next to him. Like, man, what? I hate that. But at the same time, I'm loving so much of what happened for Steph. Mm-hmm. And I'm having a hard time reconciling those two thought processes. But I, it's not necessarily you. It's just how it's it's how national media is just what the narrative is. So you you have to feel that way. And Steph felt that way. Everyone, I, I remember doing the whole finals MVP thing. Does Steph need it? And, and everybody on my beloved text line and the call line, Steph doesn't care. Steph doesn't care. Maybe Steph doesn't care, but he had to care because he knew he needed it. And deep down, he knew he had to check that box off. And mm-hmm. now that he has one, let's just be honest. Steph cared, all right? He yeah, cared. Not that it was going to alter how he played. Not that it was going to alter anything that he did about his preparation. But he cared. Anyone would. You were trying to be in that next tier, in that top tier. He cares. And it's okay to say that. And I feel like, and I'm not coming at Dub Nation because I'm part of Dub Nation, but I feel like there was a part of Dub Nation that just kept saying that Steph doesn't care because you wanted to protect it in case he he didn't get one. Right? I feel like we yeah. all knew deep down he cared. Well, but I think I think a little bit it comes from, yeah, he cares, but not more than winning. Well, yes. Like if you yes. if you told him, hey, the key to beating Boston is you take six shots a game. He would do it. He would do that if it meant winning a title. Like, that's what, and I thought it was very telling. The game where he went 0 for 9, game five, he goes 0 for 9 from three, didn't shoot it great. I thought he played a good game, but didn't shoot it great. And he's on the bench laughing and stuff after the game. Yeah. Before he got his NBA Finals MVP trophy, he high fived every single one of his teammates standing behind him before he picked the trophy up. Like, those guys mean. Everything that winning means everything to him, and he said in his pre- post game presser, they asked him, and he's like, F- "Real quick, we're four time champs, like that's what 
forget this trophy. We're four time champs. He did go. He did have the trophy though. He. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't have a problem with what he said, but yeah. I did, I also didn't have a problem with the question because he walked up there obviously I, totally, with the trophy. Totally. No harm, no foul and, either way. And it, undo- it, it undoubtedly mattered to him. Mm-hmm. He wanted it, but not at the expense. Of, he wasn't going to go gunning for it at the expense of his team. And I think that's where Steph is different in that regard. It's not like he puts the team on his back by making sure he's making the right basketball play. I agree. Not putting the team on his back by shooting it 40 times on a night where he doesn't have it. Yeah. And I think that's where people will try and say, like, oh, it doesn't matter to him. Like, okay, not at the expense of losing. Yeah. But if he can go get it, he's going to. And you saw at the end, and you you saw at the end when he did the pointing to the ring. We love the night night celebration, which kind of came out of nowhere, and now it's amazing. So good. You could just tell that Steph was on a mission. And going into Game Six, right? And and I'm known as a pessimistic Warriors fan. I'm thinking, are they going to be too amped up? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Right? The Boston. We had Boston callers calling in. It's going to be the Boston Blitz, and we knew Boston was going to try to hit him in the mouth early because mm-hmm. that's the only shot that the that the Celtics had to get up early and be comfortable. Because the good Lord knows they didn't want to go into a close game because they they would burn out. That's what they'd been doing. And just the way everybody was going about it, I'm sitting there basically freaking myself out for no reason. Is Clay going to try to force game six Clay? This, that, and the third. They knew what they came to. Steve Kerr being recorded saying, we're going to finish this in Boston. Not that the Celtics should need any more bulletin board material other than mm-hmm. it's an elimination game in the NBA Finals. Uh, what's going to happen? They showed up, and you could just tell that they were all in the right headspace. Even even yes. even from from tip, yes, the Boston got out quick. And I honestly I did think that that would happen. Steve Kerr is going to call a timeout. They're going to figure it out, and then they're going to get get rolling a bit. And that's exactly what happened. And Boston really just had no answer. And maybe they were tired, right? Game seven, game seven, but they were in game sevens because they couldn't get it done. Yeah, right. It was a Bucks team without Chris Middleton. It was Jimmy Butler and, and, and like cooling the gang. It was just Jimmy right. Butler and the crew, right? So uh, to get to where they got to, and everybody wanted to say that the Celtics had a harder road, I have no clue how you come to that conclusion. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter now because the Warriors are champs. And look here, six five zero boys. Oh. The draft is on Thursday, and the summer league is the following week. Here are the rules. We're not talking about any of that until the parade. Correct. Those are the breaks, okay? Yeah. We have all summer. Yep. Think about this. Think about when Sky Bowman was your point guard. Six five zero. Big Kai Bowman guy. Okay. Think about when we had Omari Spellman. Think about mm. that before you want to talk about the draft and summer league. Enjoy this. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. Couldn't care less about the draft right now. I just can't. I. I don't care about yeah. summer league. I'm partying. And there's nothing anybody's going to do. Let's get through the parade. Yeah. Get through the parade. Oh, yeah. Parade Monday. Um, As far as Steph and the MVP go in this series, when you talked about it, we talked earlier about, like, when did we think it was over? Mm -hmm. And I wasn't like, oh, my God, they did it. It's done. Until Steph did the night-night. Right. He hit that three from the left wing, and then he did the night-night celebration. And it was that point. It's like it's all right. It's done. It's done. Like, there were there were a couple other ones when Steph pointing to his finger, Draymond hitting the like sixteen foot jumper over Robert Williams. It's like that's going in. Like all right, here we go. Uh, but yeah, Steph doing that was when I was officially like, okay, like now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm a big superstition guy. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's from your baseball background, just like it me. is. Oh, big time. Um, I would do after game three, I'd worn a Sean Livingston jersey, yellow Sean Livingston jersey, uh, with two different two different hats I've had, but I have the same outfit ever since the 2016 finals. Mm-hmm. And I wore the same outfit for every finals. Um, but after game three, I was like, I need to change it up. Like 2019, they lost when I was wearing this. They're down three games, down after three games in this finals. And so I switched to my Andre Godala jersey, sat in the same spot at my parents' house for the final three games. I was big on that. I'm big into the, the whole superstition mm-hmm. thing. So I never text people early like, it's done. But that was the point that my superstitions all went away. When you saw night The jinx wasn't available. Yeah. Jinx is closed. That's when I started texting everybody. Yeah. My whole whole thing is I can't watch the same game. I can't watch the game at the same place if they lose. So I was bouncing around. Mm. And then on that game six, we went back to the same place where they had won game two. Because it was still still okay. Sure, yeah, yeah. that's what that's my superstition. That's what I do. So you do you do you go when you're sitting? Do you sit like do you move around the room? No. If a no. certain chair is not working? No, no. Oh, okay, no. that I will. <laughs> I absolutely will. But I won't wear anything like I have a pool party shirt. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, obviously warrior shirts. If 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 it's got an L on it, it's retired. It's retired for the year. For the whole year. Well, in the playoffs. Oh, okay. In the playoffs, I see. Yeah. Right? I, so, I think I'm there with you. Yeah. I don't. I'll stick to it a little bit, like um, my Livingston jersey. Mm-hmm. I didn't after they lost Game Four to Denver. I just keep it. I just keep it on. I right. just felt like the consistency was the move. Yeah, but I don't know. Something spoke to me after Game Three. I was like, I gotta switch. Gotta it switch up. it up. I gotta switch. It gotta up. switch it up. It's unbelievable how quickly that series changed, because after Game Three, I was doing a hit in in Sacramento with our station in Sacramento uh, with D'Lo and Casey, and. I told them after game three, I was like, I don't know what the Warriors do here. I don't know what what else they have in their bag. Yeah. That is anything other than like they just have to defend better. Yeah. Dan Dan Devone, okay, we got on him yesterday and I'm gonna get on him again. Came on these here airwaves and said the Warriors are done. There is no way. The Celtics are too athletic, they're too wow. fast, they're too strong. It's over. It wow. is over. And he's so lucky. We we didn't we didn't drag up that sound, but that's what was said, and I didn't think it was over. I just thought, well, you got to win Game Four, or it is over. Warriors are not coming back three one against this Celtics team. And then, to be fair, Dan would have been right if the Warriors didn't have Steph Curry because in that fourth quarter, right, the, the Celtics had control. They were going to go up three one, and Steph said, "Not on my watch." And that's where yep. all this really took off. Yep, an iconic iconic performance from number thirty. I want to actually talk about when this series flipped mm-hmm. and the specific moment, because I have one very specific moment in mind for when this series flipped. We'll talk about that on the other side with your calls, with your texts at 888-957-9570. That's the phone line. That's the Xfinity mobile text line. And uh, jump in there to chat with uh, me, Kyle Madsen, Alan Stiles sitting in. We are rocking with you until 5 o'clock right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Curry, three on the way. Around and out. Wiggins tipping it in. What a play. What a beautiful follow-up. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Kyle Madsen, Allen Styles, hanging out with you until 5 o'clock. Still in celebration mode of this Golden State Warriors championship. It always feels good to say. Mm-hmm. This one just feels a little better. It feels very good. Yeah. It feels it's just unique, I guess. I mean, I mean, unique probably isn't the right word. It just feels it's the most satisfying by far. It was a, it's a, it's just a validation mm-hmm. of everything we knew. Anybody, any Warriors fan knew about this team. It's like, this is what we've been, like, this is, this is the, this has been the team. Right. They've been this great for almost a decade. And people are just now like, oh, wow, Steph is, wow, Steph, yeah, pretty good little player. Yep. Like, yeah, duh. Like, well, he finally has a finals MVP. Okay, well, this is the second time he's been the best player on his team in the finals. Yes. Like, he didn't need that, but cool. Now, now the. <laughs> his, this, is, this is why it was always asinine, the finals MVP thing, mm-hmm. because he was undeniably, undoubtedly their best player in 2015. But if he had done nothing different, and the voters just voted for him instead of Andre Godala, like people would have viewed him differently because of what some like eight voters did or whatever it is. I don't know. It was always dumb. I'm just glad that that whole that whole charade is over. It's over. Um, the point of the series where I thought everything changed for the Warriors, and I know we know Game Four is the Steph Curry game. He went for 43 in Boston. Warriors tied the series instead of going down 3-1. Big moment, iconic Steph game. Iconic finals game. But the difference in that game, and I think that carried over through the series, was Clay Thompson figuring it out on defense. Because it was Andrew Wiggins doing yeoman's work on Jason Tatum. And then Clay Thompson getting blown by by Jalen Brown. Yeah. And Jalen Brown getting to the rim whenever he wanted. The Warriors defense having to scramble, and then there's kickouts. There's wide-open looks for Marcus Smart and Al Horford and Derek White. And it was a disaster. But Klay Thompson, with about six minutes left in Game 4, flipped the switch defensively. 
And I don't want to say he was prime clay every possession because I don't want to way overshoot it. But he was so significantly better. Right. That all of a sudden, the blow by Clay Thompson and make the defense scramble offense wasn't working. Well, and that's something that we haven't heard enough about. Everybody gets on a, a train and acts like nothing can change, right? So it was, well, we don't know if Clay's defense is is gonna be there. Well, you gotta watch the game and you gotta see if it improves. And that's exactly what it did. When you saw him literally clamp up these guys and just say, I'm not letting you get past me. It was very similar to prime clay. And I I don't know, maybe it's a situation where he's obviously still coming back. He was choosing his spots or maybe something, something, a flip did switch and, and going forward when you are looking to next season, I don't think you're going to get that from clay 82 games, but if you get it from clay in an, in, all the important ones, and in enough games, you're in a great spot because you still have Andrew Wiggins, mm-hmm. right? Clay was up there, right there with Ka- Kawhi and the Paul Georges. Mm-hmm. When you talk about two-way players, elite wing defenders, elite wing defenders, and now you have Andrew Wiggins who stepped up his game. You have Clay returning uh, another year, you know, coming back from his injuries, and Steph himself. Games four and five, when Steph was the primary defender. The Grizzlies shot 30%, or, or the Grizzlies, the, the Celtics, well, but they probably did too. The Celtics shot 30%. Yeah. So if you can continue to do those things, you just don't have any weaknesses right now. And you, I'm going to drop the 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 the, ter- the word, right, the, the, the word of the day that always oh. gets everyone's ears perked up. If James Wiseman is a guy that can do some things, now you really don't have any weaknesses. Man, that's... All right, two things. I want to get into the James Wiseman angle of this. But the fact that it was fascinating watching Boston try to hunt Steph on defense and have it not work over and over and over and over. It was that appeared to be their only offensive wrinkle. Right, right. It's like, we're going to get Steph in a switch and it's going to work. It didn't. Didn't. There was uh, the one one game three when he got the two early fouls where that approach worked. Scott Foster. But you're not going to gas him. Scott Foster, indeed. You're not going to make him run out of gas. And he's too strong now. He, you're not gonna. You're not just going to ram into him and back him down on the block and score over him. That's just not how it's going to work. He's too crafty of a defender. Mm-hmm. So... I refuse to say that Steph's defense is underrated well, you'll because get we're getting to the point where like people recognize it. Yeah, well, you're, you're, you're going to get a couple on them. You're yeah, going to get a couple on them. Of course. Them, but you're not going to win a game like that. No. Right? You're not going to win a game. If that's your only move, mm-hmm. you're probably going to lose that game. And guess what? The Celtics lost those games. Yeah. Uh, you brought up James Wiseman. And I think that one of the natural things to do is look at this Warriors team now and go, okay, they came back from the depths. They were the worst team jd brought this up in post game the other night and i hadn't even thought about it i thought this was a great point by john dickinson he said that or he brought up the point that the warriors were the first team eliminated from the bubble Mm -hmm. like they were the first team that was not they were the worst team in the league when the bubble came up like they weren't even like in consideration to possibly be invited right no no way the nba divvied up the bubble teams where the warriors gonna go because they were eliminated yeah 
Yeah. And 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 we see you on the on the text line. Nobody is hating on Kai Bowman, all right? That's the whole point. That's the whole point of this to enjoy this because they were in the depths. That's all we're saying. I Look, love Sky Bowman. Don't get me wrong. But it was a dark time for the Warriors. It was. Not hating on anybody or anything. Right. That's not a thing we're here to do. But the Warriors were undoubtedly really bad during those years. Mm-hmm. Pick a player that was on the team then that is not now. Or like in the that. league. Or in the league. It's not hating. It's okay. Um, no, I just... I think the natural thing to do is like, look, how do they run this back? How do they get back to this point? Because they were at the depths. They were so bad. And they still got back here. Well, now they're on top of the NBA mountain. And you start to look at, okay, what's in the cupboard? What does next year look like? They have, these are the big three unrestricted free agents. Gary Payton the second, Otto Porter Jr. and Kevon Looney. I think that if you can get away with bringing back Looney and GP2, Otto Porter was excellent. And if he wants to come back on a relatively inexpensive deal, great. Um, but outside of that, they have their entire core coming back. Uh, Jordan Poole has a year left. Andrew Wiggins has a yeah. year left. They're both eligible for extensions. But you start to look at, okay, the core is there. But then you possibly get James Wiseman. If you can get like 10 or 12 minutes from him, it might be more. I'm not hating. But if, but, but again, you don't want to set this expectation too high. So being realistic in what we saw the Warriors do, what they would Kevon Looney and, and Draymond Green... Well, now if you're getting 10 or 12 minutes of James Wiseman where you can get some boards and throw down some dunks and play a little bit of defense, okay, now you're a little better. Jonathan Kaminga, what does that look like? Moses Moody, what is that like? There are so many players on the team whose arrow is still pointing up. Mm-hmm. The trajectory of that arrow is different for each of those three guys. But Moses Moody, we saw come into the game two of the Western Conference Finals in a game where the Warriors had been down 19, and he was on the floor to effectively close out that game in the fourth. Just out of nowhere, like yeah. your first major playoff minutes are now in the biggest game of the year to that point. Go get him, kid. And he played really well. And well, and they've said that he's one of, he seems older than he actually yes. is. Very, Big very time. wise in his years. So he's a guy I really do think that is more game game ready, right? I, I, the ceiling isn't as high as Kaminga, but he's mm-hmm. more game ready than Kaminga going into this next season. So he's a guy who's going to be able to spell Steph, who's going to be able to spell mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, and even you could even say Andrew Wiggins at times. So that's that's a big thing there. Whatever you get from Kaminga, you know it's going to be exciting. But they just have so many different dimensions and angles they can yeah. take this thing as far as you know, these next couple of years. And when we do the window talk and we, we sit there and we're thinking, okay, you know, who should the Warriors fear? They're at the top of the mountain. Everybody should still fear them. And, mm-hmm. and going back to the love fest and how good you felt after this championship, here's the thing. We know the, the numbers, 20-0 when Steph, Draymond, and Clay start every single game in a playoff series. So you're looking around, and this was the situation where, all right, well, the Warriors hadn't lost, or the the Warriors, nobody was necessarily respecting them the same way because there was no Kevin Durant. You just expected, all right, no Kevin Durant, they're coming back, right? This was You hadn't seen the Warriors necessarily win without KD because he had left, and then after that, those teams were not very good. Now that they did this, the way that they did it with no KD, 
now you're sitting there thinking, hey, besides that 3-1 year and besides Kevin Durant getting hit, hurt in 2019, nobody can touch us. Mm-hmm. Nobody. So all these defaults that was happening throughout the year, it's the Grizzlies' time. It's the Suns' time. It's the, you know, the Bucks did get a mm-hmm. championship. But these East Coast teams as well, you're the Warriors or, or you are in the basketball world. Somebody got to beat these Warriors when they're rolling at full strength because nobody has besides, you know, as Stephen A. Smith says, a stimulus package that was given to the Cavs in 2016 when, when Draymond Green got suspended. So nobody has beat them when they were all, when they were all healthy rolling along besides that 3-1 year. And that's what's incredible about this, about this stretch. And I think, I think we get because, you know, the championship is the thing. But when you want to, when you try and take holistically everything this team has done, Mm -hmm. the fact that in this eight year stretch, they win the title four times and then they went to the finals another two times. And in one of those finals, two of their three best players got hurt with devastating injuries. Remember, Clay missed a game in the final earlier in that finals as well. Um, I believe mm-hmm. it was game three, the one where Steph had 47 right. and they lost. Um, but you have Kevin Durant hurt, you have Clay Thompson hurt. And then the other year, they didn't win, but they went to a game seven in the finals and they won 73 freaking games. Yeah. Like, I know that that gets diminished a little bit because it didn't culminate in a title, but they, w- they won an amount of games that I'm nobody's going to win 74. And honestly, if, it's never going to happen. If the Warriors do get that championship, I think a lot of people would sit there and say that they are the best team ever, but there would also be a lot of people that would just start doing the generation thing. Well, we can't compare. Well, if Jordan had this or the Bulls had that. So I don't necessarily think if they won the championship, it would be un- it would be undoubtedly in the Bay Area, but I still mm-hmm. think there would be a lot of members of national media saying, well, I don't know that they're the best team ever. And we'll never know because they didn't get the championship, mm-hmm. but... I don't think that they win that championship and everyone was just going to crown them better than the Bulls. I, I don't. I don't think that would happen. That would have happened. No, you're right. I think that it would have been undoubtedly people would have said this is the greatest single season of all time. But go in six and eight. Right. That would have right. been the. I'm with you. That would have definitely been the mantra. But it's just incredible when you when you look kind of back over the last eight years. Not only what they've been through, but like the highs they've reached. Like they've re- they've reached regular season pinnacles. They've had a unanimous MVP. Mm-hmm. They've had four t- titles in eight years. Like it's just been this unbelievable stretch of NBA history, where this Warriors team, if they hadn't already made their mark, like now it is stamped in stone. This isn't just some weird dynasty thing where they won a fluke title in fifteen and then only won because Kevin Durant. You can't even we. The notion that the Warriors couldn't have won anything without Kevin Durant is like, how do you say that at this point? You you can't anymore, and and that's why this felt so good. That's why this felt so good. So, I think another question is, if Clay doesn't get hurt in 2019, you think that they the Warriors force a game seven if Clay doesn't get hurt. If Clay doesn't get hurt, what and and Kevin Durant leaves, what happens next? Now, since the Warriors have won this championship, we can sit there and think, what what happens if Clay doesn't get hurt? They mm-hmm. could have got what what happens in twenty in twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. We can't necessarily sit there and say that they wouldn't have gotten another championship. Right. Why why should we count them out? Right. The first time they came back after Clay's horrible injuries 
and being older, they did it again. They just, right. they just picked up. You know, all, everyone has that friend who you don't talk to every single day, but whenever you talk, it's it's like nothing has changed. It, right. c- it could be a year. Yeah. It, you know, and when you talk, it's the same. That's the Warriors with the finals. That's what this is. So I don't think we can sit there and say they wouldn't have one more if Clay doesn't get hurt in 2019, even without KD. We can have right. that conversation now. Right. And I think you can say the same thing about the 17 and 18 titles. Kevin Durant doesn't come. They re-sign Harrison Barnes. That's a team that won 73 right. games and was up 3-1 in the finals. You're not you're not picking them to go back? I I would have been pretty confident in that. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant just took them to this level that it was like, oh my God, this is historic. Like what what we're what like we may never see a collection of talent like this again. Right. And that's that's where I don't I don't want to disparage I don't I'm not an anti Kevin Durant person. I don't want to disparage him, especially since this gets overlooked a little bit, but he didn't have to do the sign and trade to Brooklyn. That allowed the Warriors to get D'Angelo Russell. He was then the key part of the trade that got them Andrew Wiggins and the pick that became Jonathan Kaminga. Without Kevin Durant doing the sign and trade, the Warriors aren't here today because they're not winning that title without Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. I, I, I just, and I don't know who they get besides him, but I don't know who else is fitting in the way he did without giving up Steph. And they weren't going to give up Steph without trading Draymond or Jordan Poole or one of these other like really key pieces. The fact that he was available with the seventh pick for D'Angelo Russell is a significant deal. And maybe the Warriors use the salary that they saved to sign some free agent. I don't know. I don't have the list right. of free agents. The point them. is, if if things were as frayed as a lot of Dub Nation thinks it is now, then Kevin Durant wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Right. As, he did him a solid as he walked out the door. And we're talking and we're talking about the parade. And I know a lot of people want to know details about the parade. As oh, far we're as we're talking parade. Yeah, we're definitely segment. talking parade. We're talking parade MVP. But you know, and Bob Myers saying what he's saying, what he said to Kevin Durant about not being there from the way, way back. Like Steph, all these things that didn't look great on the outside, deep down, you can say what you want about Kevin Durant, but he didn't have to do those things. Nope. And it really did come back to help. So is he maybe kicking himself because he did leave the Warriors? Maybe, but maybe not. Because one thing I'm definitely not going to do is try to get into Kevin Durant's brain. It seems like an nope. extremely complicated place, and I don't want to hang out there like Stranger Things in the upside down. I don't want to go over there. No, I don't either. Uh, who won the playoffs for Golden State? Besides Steph. I guess you'd have to say Andrew Wiggins, right? Hmm. Yeah. Besides yeah. Steph, it would be Andrew Wiggins or you, but I would even go Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney's a good one. Andrew Wiggins is a good one. I feel like Draymond Green's podcast <laughs> is a big time winner of the finals or just well, the playoffs. I, I mean, if we're going non people, sure. It, it was, was a talking it was point. It was huge. And we knew this would happen. This, this is unchartered territories, right? Because we've seen. Guys with podcasts, Draymond has a TNT deal mm-hmm. on top of the podcast, and a lot of these guys that have podcasts, I'm trying to think of another athlete with a podcast that has been on a stage this big, and off the top of my head, I can't. I know CJ McCollum does a lot of stuff, but you know the Pelicans, sure, they're up and coming, and when he was on the Trailblazers, they weren't doing anything really, making right. playoffs, and and subsequently, most of the time, losing to the Warriors. Mm-hmm. You have J.J. Redick, who's retired. A lot of these guys are retired. Who is somebody who is 
as captivating as Draymond on and off the court, but also on the court on a big stage. I don't it's, know. It's an unbelievable level of access, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not it's not him speaking to reporters and answering questions. It's just like unfettered, like, hey, here's what I'm thinking right now. Here's what's in my head right now. And it's such a fascinating look. Like, I couldn't wait to get the podcast the next day. Like, what does Draymond have to say? Win or lose? So you never, at one point, even when Draymond was playing not great, you never thought Draymond focused. You never had to focus on the game take. No. All right. I do. You do a podcast. I do a podcast. You know that that's like, yeah, hey, here's 45 minutes of my night. Let me go. Well, sure. And Draymond ain't editing editing it. Right. He's literally just flying it out. And he said, he said, what do you want me to do when I get back to my room? What's the difference between Draymond spending an hour recording a podcast and an hour watching an episode of Stranger Things? Right. If, if, if Draymond was, you know, because everybody loves the game and I'm not hating on gamers. I just personally don't game. If Draymond was gaming after, Right. right? Nobody would have any, for two hours, three hours, whatever. No. Nobody would have anything to say. No. It's just wild that that was a talking point. Like, Draymond didn't play well. Maybe it's his podcast. Like, what? I can see what a why silly it came thing. I can see why it, it came up, though. Ne- why? Well, first of all, it's, it's, it's different, right? This is, again, a situation that a lot of people haven't sure. been in. And wh- it, it's, it's, it's new. It's just new. A lot of these people that have been watching basketball for for years and years a lot of nba fans this is just something different and you have a situation where dude you just played like garbage and now i gotta listen to you on your podcast talk about you i think because there were a couple games there it was just i'm tired of the i'm tired of him taking we get we get you're accountable right we don't really want to hear you talk about it just be better you know you don't have to listen to it though i mean i don't but (laughs) no that but but that's what i mean is like is he's not forcing this on? It's it's like that would be akin to him going up on a for a press conference after the game and going, well, I, I don't want to hear from this but guy. But again, this is a new world where I I don't listen to Draymond's podcast, but because I follow uh, this thing that follows the volume that right. follows Colin Cowherd, <laughs> I see Draymond on my right Twitter my, on my timeline, right. even though I don't watch the podcast. Right. So I'm sitting there. You know, Draymond hasn't made a three yet, and I'm scrolling through, and I see Draymond talking, right? Then I keep scrolling, and I see Iggy talking. I'm just like, can you guys stop talking? Just make sure you win game two. And they did. Then I did the same thing after game three. Can you guys stop talking and make sure you win game four? And then they did. And then after that, I stopped complaining. Yeah, because whether whether Draymond's doing a podcast or not is not affecting his three-point percentage. It's not like he catches it in the corner, and he's like, oh, man, I got to do that ad read for that one company. I mean... That's not happening. That's not happening. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Okay, okay. I'll give you this. What about just the fact that he is putting a lot of stuff out there? So he he's making he's he has to answer his own questions after mm-hmm. the game, after obviously the normal mm-hmm. press conference and normal media availability. You can't. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if oh, you, there's a part of it, right? And I know Draymond doesn't really care about what anybody thinks anyway. But yeah, I'm I. I have to play well because if I don't play well, either way, I got to answer these questions. Just like Jay said, either way, you're going to get this podcast or not. You're going to get this contest, win, yeah. lose, or draw. And I respect him for that. Priest in Palo Alto. He thinks that Warriors fans need to stop apologizing for KD. I completely agree. Priest, what's up, man? All right, how you doing, man? Priest is an icon. Go ahead, Priest. I, I understand that you catch a lot of you catch on the radio, man. It's kind of young. But, you know, and I try to be patient. 
you know, because I, I, I like listening to the fans and everything about the Doves. I've been a Doves fan since the bus drove up in 1963. I'm just trying to get y'all to just listen to me for a second. The reason Stephen A. said what he said about Kevin Durant is because he was terrified of what the Warriors were going to do for the next three to five years. And there was no way this team was going to be challenged. If it had been the New York Knicks, he wouldn't have said a word. Same dynamics. The East Coast media thrives on what happens on the East Coast. If it happens there, it's legit. If it happens out here, it's not. They're going to poke holes in it. That's always been the case for the last 60, 70 years. Do you think that the, the, the Yankees' 27 championships, they didn't buy players? Giambi, Reggie Jackson, Ricky Henderson? How do you think they won those 27 championships? How do you think the Lakers won 17 titles? They wouldn't got Will Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yep. uh, LeBron James. Do you think they're going to apologize for that? No, of course not. So why do you guys break my heart, man? Why do you fall for this? It's a sucker's game. Okay, thanks, Priest. Having Kevin Durant was a badge of honor, man, because we never right. got the, the big-name free agent. We never got them. Yeah, I agree with you, Priest. Yeah, well, I think if it, they were that made them one of the best teams of all time. That's the point of team building. If you're Stephen A, though, right, I think the reason he was upset is because what the heck are you going to talk about? I mean, let's be honest here. I think Priest is on to something, though. Yeah, uh, let's be honest here. Those couple of years with Kevin Durant, I mean, it was basically, unless somebody gets injured, which is what happened in 2019, mm-hmm. this is all but over. And yeah. that upset people because you do like a balance in the NBA. Even, I mean, the Heat, even when LeBron went, they 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 lost, right? They lost their first go-round, and they lost again. So I, I, you had just never seen anything like it. I, I don't think anybody has anything to apologize for. No. But... If you're the rest of, if you're outside of the Bay Area, I mean, what are we watching anything for? This is over, and it was, it was, it was over. Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of people were upset. They ruined the league. Like, no, man, they followed the rules and they built one of the greatest assemblages of talent of all time. Mm-hmm. That's the goal that every every single NBA team is striving for. That the Warriors won the title. They're going to have a parade. Let's talk about the parade on the other side. We're going to talk logistics. Parade rules, do's and don'ts, parade MVPs. Are you going to the parade? 888-957-9570 is the number. That's the Xfinity Mobile text line. I'm Kyle Madsen. He's Alan Stiles. We'll be right back on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 